Graeme Agars, welcome to the program. I trust you are well and enjoying the dawning of a new era. It's happening now, isn't it? But it's not with the guy well, we thought it was. Yeah, no, we've been predicting this for so long that I'm hesitant to go with that, to be honest with you. But we'll have a mini celebration, okay. um, a, a mini one. This uh, Greek kid, uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas, I think is the real deal. Um, he proved it by beating Roger Federer in the previous round. He's done what nobody else could do here at the Australian Open this uh, fortnight, and that is beat Roberto Bautista Agu. And that um, is quite an achievement because this guy's been knocking a players off uh, like he knocks flies off um, old food. That's not a very good analogy. But anyway, anyway, seven five four six six four seven six. well over three hours before City Pass one through. But he's now in the semifinals for the first time in a Grand Slam tournament, likely to take on Rafael Nadal, unless he trips up tonight against uh, the uh, young American Francis TFO. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but TFO's got nothing to lose, and he's going to let it all hang out tonight. What impressed you most about Tsitsipas' performance today against Agut? Well, I think his patience, to be honest with you. Um, he, he likes to get on with it. He's an all-court player like Roger Federer. And... Um, Roberto just likes to keep you on court and grind you into the ground. And he did keep City Pass out there for a long time, as I said, well over three hours. But in the end, um, he kept his cool and uh, under pressure at death, closed it out in a tiebreaker. He did serve for that fourth set, uh, but couldn't close it out. Uh, eventually closed it out in the tiebreaker. So good news. And uh, as I said, now he's in the final four for the first time at a big uh, it's wind the, wind the clock back a bit, eh, Graham? I sat down last night to watch my beloved Sky City Breakers, and just before they started playing, I happened upon Halep and Williams. Okay, this shouldn't last very long. It's 6-1 it was, and I keep watching, and I keep watching, and I keep watching. Well, it turned out I didn't watch the Breakers till replay till up after midnight. <laughs> that game was, yeah, that just dragged me in. That was such a great game of tennis, and it's what you're after, I suppose, when you've got one of the most dominant players of all time up against the world number one. That's what you're going to get. But Halep's ability to fight back and refuse to die and then the return of form in the third from uh, Serena, that was glorious theatre. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, as uh, no, Simona said, she got hit by a train in the first set. But credit to her for bouncing back. Second set, she started doing a bit of what Naomi Osaka did at the US Open final last year against Serena, and that is move the ball from side to side on the court and keep Serena running. Uh, when you do that, you tend to get some errors, and she got enough errors to take the set. And it was um, fully on all the way up until the sixth game of the third set. Um, Halep had a couple of breakpoint looks against uh, Serena, and that could have really changed the thing if she could have gone 4-2, but she didn't. And then we saw Serena actually go to another level. One of the few tennis players in the world can actually do that, and she did it. And... Uh, once it was 3 all, it was pretty much all Serena for the rest of the match. But credit Halep for putting up a real fight, as she should, as the world number one. Who did it better yesterday? Uh, Karina Busta or Zverev? Um, I think um, I'm, I'm going with the racket smash. Even though it took him nine hits to destroy it because he forgot to turn the racket around and hit the other side. But um, he did get it done. The other one was... Uh, you know, it was just a, a, a bit of a brain fritz um, with some justification, but not a lot. So I'm, I'm going to give the award to 
Alexander. Yeah, but come on, have you ever seen a guy throw his entire kit bag? I mean, that's groundbreaking, isn't it, Graham? Yeah, but I think I think the spectacular racket in pieces wins the day in the end. But no, it, it was it was pretty pretty impressive. We'll have to say that. But um, I'm I'm leaning slightly towards um, Serif. You mentioned that Nadal, the number two seed, is taking on this uh, American Tifo tonight. What, what chance does does he have, the American, of uh, upsetting the Spaniard? What does he have to do? Um, Shoot him. Well, yeah, Nadal has been in great form throughout the championship. Um, surprisingly so, because of his lack of preparation. Um, he had ankle surgery last year at the end and a quad problem coming into this championship. But hasn't shown any indication of physical problems on the court and has been bombing through in straight sets all the way. Francis TFO is in uncharted territory. Um, he's a young guy who admitted that he didn't think he'd get this far this soon in his career. But now that he's uh, in a quarterfinal in the Grand Slam tournament, he's determined to enjoy it. Uh, he's hit. I think he's still on top of the leaderboard as far as fastest serve for the tournament is concerned. So he's got tons of power and uh, tons of enthusiasm. So he's going to throw everything he's got, including the kitchen sink, at Rafael Nadal tonight. And we'll just see what sticks. But um, over over a five-set match, you would think Nadal will find a way through. Gone Rod Laver, more quarterfinal action this evening in the ladies' side of the draw. Pleb... <laughs> Don't. Pat... <clears throat> Pavlichenkova up against Collins. Don't make me say that one again. I don't know how many people are going to be tied up on that one, but Kvitova and Barty, that's going to be the go-to match, isn't it? Yeah, the Americans are interested in the Collins one to see if she can beat Pavlyuchenkova, but um, you're right. The the main match of the day at least for the local market is Barty against Kvitova. They've played three times before. Um, Petra Kvitova has won all three of them, including the final of the Sydney tournament leading in here. It was close, though. I think tonight with um, the crowd behind her, uh, and and the the form that she's built up throughout this championship, the confidence she got by beating Maria Sharapova, Ash Barty uh, can win this thing. It could well go three sets. Kvitova, you never quite know who's going to turn up on court. When she's at her best, she's mercurial, but she's frequently um, missing in action. Uh, I'm not quite sure why. She admits it that sometimes she goes out and she doesn't feel like she's got it, and she can disappear in a hurry. But if she turns up ready to play... Um, we're going to have a great match that'll go three sets. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking Barty, with the crowd behind her, might find a way to win it. Any other strange comings and goings of an afternoon over in Melbourne, Graham? No, actually, it's... Um, I must say it's relatively quiet today. Well, I, I use the word quiet loosely because I had to walk through what's called Garden Square, which is where everybody gathers to watch the big screen TV that doesn't have a, a centre court seat on Rod Laver Arena, and it was full of Greeks... And you know what those guys are like when they start to party hardy. I had to drop a ticket out to somebody in the will call. And it took me 15 minutes to fight my way, <laughs> fight my way through there, actually. They were, they were having a blast. And he hadn't even won at that stage. They were sort of, um, I don't know, it was around about the third set at that stage. So they're making plenty of noise. They will continue to do so. As you know, Melbourne is the biggest Greek city outside of Athens. There are 600,000 Greeks in this city, wow. which is why there's so many fish and chip shops. Um, and and the octopi hate it because they turn them into calamari at a rapid rate. But he's going to have he's going to have massive support. Tsitsipas, I'm talking about massive support going forward, and they will be here either inside the Rod Laver Arena or outside it, making plenty of noise 
as this championship heads down the road. Do you think we'll get much pick-up on the new nickname? Because you can't call him a Greek freak. I'm going with a Grecian Frisian because that's a ruminant and he's one step away. Well, he just beat a goat, so he's a cow. Has that got legs, do you think, Graham, or am I nuts? Uh, Grecian Frisian. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking no. I don't, want to, I don't want to discourage you, but no. Um, uh, nobody's come up with a nickname for him yet, but I'm sure they will. It won't be long. I'm running with the Grecian Frisian. You can help me, Graham Agars. Thanks very much for your time. We'll, I'd say we're talking again tomorrow, but there's a, a small matter of a one-day international game breaking out tomorrow, so we won't be on the wireless. So can you hold my place till Thursday? I'll book it in, mate.